0: Hi, today is April 29th, 2021. My name is Juni, and we'll go through the Thadda Podcast, the official podcast at Thadegang.com. Uh these are only my opinions. And anything said in this podcast, future feature podcast, should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA. Thanks. <laughs> I almost forgot what to say. <laughs> okay, uh as you might or might not be able to hear, uh it is just a little bit more echoey because the room I am in right now uh, is my old room. I am moving into a new location in like two days. I've been moving my stuff little by little and uh, this is the emptiest my room has ever been. So uh, my voice is reverberating just a little bit harder than usual, just because my room is so much more empty than it used to be. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to be moving. It's been taking up a lot of my time Uh, and I'm just starting to, uh, come to terms with the fact that, you know, I'm just that type of person that can't really relax until something is done. So, uh, this very long, slow, methodical move has been a toll on me for sure. Like I'm the type of dude that, uh, if you tell me to do something, uh, and it's like important, Uh, I'm going to do it as soon as possible and get it done as soon as possible. That's how I work with deadlines. That's how um, I do everything in life, really. Uh, If I need to do something, I can't relax until it's done. I think I get some of that from when I was in elementary school. Uh, I would not eat at school because I'd be playing dodgeball or kickball with my friends or something. So I would just rather play than eat. Um, And then I would be starving when I get home, but I would make it a like a necessary thing for me to finish my homework before I ate because in my head um, I like to finish all my work so when I eat I can fully relax and I don't have to do anything after I eat, you know, school related. And that has just carried on with me for my entire life. My mom didn't make me do that, my dad didn't make me do that. It was That was definitely just a decision that I made on my own um, that I just see Uh, have impacts in all parts of my life up until today so i thought that was a cool revelation i had um and i just came to that realization as i was moving here or you know getting ready to move to my new place now is that like i just feel like i'm always on edge right now just because i am always moving things and i'm i don't have a home and i'm like falling back to oh, you know, I don't have a sense of home right now and it's like one of the things in Maslow's Pyramid or Maslow's Triangle that I need. (laughs) It's probably Maslow's Pyramid. (laughs) I've been saying X divided by three, Oogly Boogly triangle, special thing too much. Um, But let's get into earnings, yeah? Why why don't I stop talking about my life and give you something that's actually interesting. Um, Amazon reported today, uh, as far as I can read, Uh, There is no stock split, though they did crush earnings. Um, Something to be said right now is that uh, the futures are down. Uh, You know, Amazon does not, of course, is not the only company in the market uh, and also doesn't set uh, the market sentiment. Though it is nice for e-commerce in general, right? Like I'm sure Shopify got a little bump uh, with Amazon going up. But with futures being down, we're looking at a gap down unless there's something changes and something can change absolutely features are open up until you know market open and so um it's not it's not something to you know stay awake for obviously because features you know more or less don't mean anything um something else interesting uh amd uh looks like they killed earnings as well uh they gapped up uh, but then there was a slow fade throughout the rest of the day that took the gains away, which is going to be today's topic. If you wanted to just stick around, I'm going to be just giving a little bit more of my anecdotal evidence experience um, just about earnings and how, you know, I would approach earnings in general. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in that, stick around. But that's it for earnings uh, as far as earnings section goes for this week. okay uh moving on to the new theta website updates uh this week um man i can't remember was it this week or last week probably this week um you can now filter by open and closed trades so people were talking about how difficult it was to keep track of open trades that they still needed to close because maybe they open like you know, 10 trades a day. And so that list can get pretty long, pretty hard to find trades that are currently open they you still need to close. And so now there's a button for that. And you can see all your open trades go there, close out the ones that you have open, and you're good to go. Whereas before you'd scroll down through your whole list, trying to pick and choose and find the ones that are still open. Um, this is feedback from uh, Twitter, from my emails. And so I just want to let you guys and girls know that I'm absolutely open to feedback. A lot of the feedback that I've been getting has been awesome, very respectful tone, screenshots, and just like great reasoning and points beyond them. It's not like uh, people are saying, hey, yo, this, this, this new version sucks, and uh, I think you should have this, right? It's like people actually telling me about why this problem is uh, a problem and like what they would like In in, you know to solve that problem and then you know that's how the button comes back the button isn't entirely new right there was an open filter on v1 of the website Uh, but so many people were using it that I hadn't known that were using it um, that voiced their opinions through email and twitter and now it's back so uh, this is just an open invite if you feel like there is something that you want or there is something that is missing or just anything in general as long as it's respectful and as long as it's, you know, it has, you know, some actual merit to it, uh, yeah, absolutely send it my way. That's juni at daddygang.com. I totally forgot to even mention that today is a Thursday, right? I'm recording this because, um, I'm moving, I'm pretty sure I'm moving the rest of my stuff into, um, the new house in like a day or two. And I'm not exactly sure whether or not when I move my computer, I'm going to be ready enough to record an actual full episode. And so while I have all my stuff together right now in my empty room, uh, I'm basically recording the podcast. Um, and so yeah, this podcast is also going to be extremely short. Uh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to try and make this the the shortest one. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Every time I say it's going to be the shortest one, it usually like becomes the longest one. But I don't think it's going to happen this time. Anyway, um, something cool happened this week. And I want to bring up the AMD chart. I'm going to type kind of slow because I don't want to blast the mic. Um, Something cool happened this week where I streamed. um, And uh, during that stream, or yeah, I guess during because it was after the earnings. AMD reported that day and AMD killed it. AMD was trading at around maybe like $85.00 um during the trading day and uh after earnings it popped up to 88 um so that was good right amd killing the market killing it in the market and getting a nice uh pop in price so that's super decent um that stream that tuesday um we were talking about earnings and i had said that like in my anecdotal experience Uh, You should keep earnings plays as earnings plays. And, you know, I always get this, like, deep inner feeling. Whenever I say those things, I feel like people roll their eyes. And it's like I have to go the extra mile to explain what that means. Um, Keeping an earnings play as an earnings play is super important to me because I don't like deviating from the plan. Like, I'm very much that person like i don't once what plan is made i don't like deviating from the plan i like spontaneous things if they're spontaneous but if something's planned i like to go the planned way um and so when you play earnings like especially let's say for example you're playing earnings by buying a share just like a share of amd let's just keep it contextual here you buy a share of amd for 85 bucks Uh, like uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time or 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, on that following or on that day of earnings. And so you know when the market closes, uh, you'll either go up or down or, you know, maybe a slight chance of it being flat for earnings, right? Um, If it goes up, there's a part of you that's going to think, you know, I might just hold on to this. You know, it's going to have a gap up. Uh, I don't see any harm in holding this. Uh, And then, you know, you go and wake up the next day. It gaps up even maybe more because people didn't know that was AMD earnings yesterday and people are getting in. And you see the price starting to go up and you're like, wow, yeah, you know what? I really like AMD. I'm going to stay in this. That is a very common scenario that will happen. And if you want to hold on to it, that is more than fine. Right. Like if that you know earnings play turned into a long position, that is more than OK, because quite frank, it, I don't think it really matters with shares unless if you're playing with more money than you can afford to lose. And if it's a bad company that you just truly don't love or that company that is just like risky just in general, like consider consider if you did this exact same type of play, but with like a penny stock. Right. Like there, there is some difference and there is some level of safety when you invest in AMD versus a penny stock. Now, let's transform this uh, stock that you bought before the closing bell into a call, okay? So if you buy a call and you go into earnings and AMD kills it, um, the next day, uh, when it opens it, con- like the ex- last example, it gaps up. If you bought the same week expiry, which I consider that what, that's what most people do, You're on a clock. Um, If you, you know, in this example, AMD reported on Tuesday, your option expires on Friday, and maybe you bought like, I don't know, the 88 call and AMD gapped up to 88. There's going to be a fat amount of premium that's going to add on top because it went in your direction and you were correct. But, you know, with earnings being over, volatility also gets sucked out. And as every hour goes by, you know, this, this decay of premium is getting exponentially larger, right? Like you need to make sure that you understand that as it gets closer to expiration date, the rate of your premium decaying or decreasing is getting higher and higher. It's not this constant rate of it going down like a dollar a day. It's not like that. It's like, it goes down a dollar right now if you wait two hours, then it goes down $5, you know, of course, these numbers vary depending on the price of your option and the price of the stock and whatnot. But I hope you get my point, right? If you're playing with a same week expiry and it's an earnings play in my experience. And this is my experience. I'm allowed to have experiences. I'm allowed to have opinions. So uh, unless if you have proof that works for you, then you need to show the proof. But in my experience, It has been way better and way more successful and way less triggering that if you're green on an earnings play, take the green off the table at the morning bell. Don't wait. Don't do nothing. Take the gains off the table at the morning bell. If you had done that with AMD, you'd be fine. But if you had not done with that, done that with AMD this week, uh, you would not be fine. You'd be uh, probably a little bit red right now. Uh, given that you know, even if there was like a little rally from the bottom of today, um, all the gains from earnings has cooled off. There are no gains from the earnings day, uh, and we're actually lower than pre-earnings for AMD for this week. Um, and you don't want to be putting yourself in those scenarios, especially when you know or when you knew you could exit it for green. Now, you can also be thinking like, wow, Junie, that's a little bit retrospect 2020 of you to say something like this. Um, and so let me fall back and say and to, or talk about uh, keeping an earnings play and earnings play. If you're playing an earnings play uh, and you know that the clock is going against you You need to play the event and get out. There's no use in changing your thesis when you have only a few days left, or sometimes, you know, if the earnings is on a Friday or a Thursday, you only have a few hours, right? I mean, granted, the market is open only for a certain amount of hours per day. It's not open 24 hours, so it's not like you're waiting twenty-four to forty-eight hours. You're waiting like you know, six, eight hours before you close it sometimes. And When you go in and you say, okay, I'm gonna purchase this call for the AMD earnings um, because I think they're gonna knock it out of the park. Great, if you hold on to it till the next day for earnings or after earnings has been reported, exit. The earnings are over. You were either correct or you were wrong. Take your loss off the table or take your gain off the table. Some of the most dangerous patterns is when You go in and you say, I think AMD is going to knock it out of the park. You go in, you see all these juicy call options calling your name, and you buy one. AMD kills earnings. But guess what? There are market manipulators. There are profit takers. AMD didn't kill it in this sector. AMD didn't kill it in this sector, but they had all the strongest chip sales, and they're Free cash flow is higher than ever. They have the lowest debt, but the the stock goes down. The stock goes down, and so that 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 leads you to believe like, what? No, they killed they killed earnings. You know what? I'm gonna double down on my call because the market is wrong. I know I'm right, and who doesn't see the value in AMD like like I do? Like who? How could you ever think that AMD should go down? I'm just gonna just go buy more calls. But guess what? This is where you start to learn the lesson of the market being uh, irrational longer than you can be solvent, right? It doesn't matter how you view er earnings or how you view a company's outlook. Analysts are wrong all the time that spend all day and night looking at stocks. Uh, You're gonna be wrong all day and night for just checking the market like occasionally on Google, but mostly on Wall Street Bets. I'm going to be wrong about the market all the time. Everyone is wrong about the market. It's what you do to manage your losses that are going to help you the best or help you the most when you're first starting. And a lot of this might have been obvious to you, but like there's ways you can kind of start forming things, your bias, and start letting things slide if you don't acknowledge it in the first place. And so a lot of people, you know. Would change the thesis of their play according to whatever the outcome was. For example, again, buying the call, stock going down, and then doubling down on the call. But it's like, why would you double down on the call when earnings are over? That was an earnings play, and you were wrong. There's also the other the other case. I'm not just clowning on the people that you know uh, that got earnings wrong. Like if you got the earnings right, say you bought the AMD call. And AMD gapped up like it did this week. Why didn't? Why did you not sell at open? You would have made a good, nice chunk of change that you could play with other earnings. You could maybe buy a few AMD shares with that, but you chose to hold it, and now you're paying for it. You're in the red now. Uh, but you know, there's going to be people. But Judy, I did sell it in the morning. Uh, but Judy, you know, uh, I I set a stop off so I could get out for break even. I'm not talking about you. You are the perfect traitor. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the people that are just listening to this, that are learning. That are learning. They're not as good as you. And I'm just trying to lead them in the right direction. Uh, but Judy, you should be telling them about the, all the irresponsible irre- the, the things. And I don't agree with how you're teaching it. But this isn't your podcast. <laughs> this this isn't this isn't your turn to talk. <laughs> oh, I love this. Sometimes sometimes it's just this is so nice. Just I'm in an empty room talking to a microphone, where so, like a few internet strangers on the internet uh, just listen, and it, it's like one of the most cool things where I can just dump all my anecdotal experience into a microphone and there's a sub percentage of people that just enjoy it and I, I appreciate you so um i know this just got into like a one-on-one convo with me and you but like i appreciate you listening and i hope that some of these points that i make with earnings click and i hope i give enough um uh, like I, I say experience all the time just because I think it's the most accurate word but I I use the examples I use because I feel like it's the most relatable because that's like what I went through and I understand that I'm not a unique person right there has to be like a good handful of people that are just like me out there um, that that have gone through the same things or might go through the same thing so as you're listening to this even if it hasn't happened to you yet you know as it is happening or as you see yourself opening yourself up to that possibility of it happening you know that hey um i might have lost big here or you know i won huge here uh i can just reflect on some of what Junie has said in the past where like you know maybe i don't double down on this earnings play or maybe um, I do take the gains off the table because um, it, it's tr- really tricky navigating the fintwit world there are a lot of people giving advice that don't show um, their records of success and their losses right and I think that's one of the most backwards things that you can do especially in such an absolute hobby right you either make money or you lose money in the stock market there's no there's no in between um, and, uh, you know, it's it's very tricky in, you know, getting my point across because uh, I don't know whether or not you'll believe it or not, but this is not actually how I teach um, just like anything else like if i'm teaching you how to code this is not how i would teach you how to code this is just how i have the most fun teaching and this is just how i teach finance stuff and at least in terms of like a podcast um and you know when i'm teaching someone how to code i'm more of a person that will ask like so you know how would you implement this solution and then they'll try to implement it i'd be like oh, okay, I see what you're trying to do there. Um, Why don't you try to explain to me like why you use this solution or why you used an array? Why did you use an object here? Or if we're talking more architectural things, it's like, yeah, I appreciate that you thought about using a queue. What technology would you use? Would you like use MQ or would you use Redis or like, The this type of approach where I'm like purposely trying to relate to you and then trigger you and then be your friend is like definitely a new way of like me experimenting with teaching, which I think, like, can work, if you're like a sensible person that doesn't take things seriously. I feel like I don't take things as serious as as things should be, Um, but I think that's also one of my positive things where I think you know taking things uh too serious can you know i don't know how people can be serious all the time like that just doesn't doesn't make sense to me the risk reward there for you being serious all the time just doesn't make sense like how are you gonna live uh, i don't know but th- before this gets into like a meaning meaning uh podcast or finding your meaning of life podcast i just cut myself short there <laughs> um yeah Going back to earnings, is there anything else I can add? Uh, earnings are dangerous, but I, I, I illustrated that just a little bit earlier, right? Like AMD could have, might as well, like sold twice as many graphics cards and sold, uh, been had more weight or more uh, data center profits and everything, uh, and their stock could have still went down. And that's still a possibility. There are a lot of companies Um, Where their stock would go down like Microsoft kills in everything stock goes down for their earnings this week Uh, It's just what happens uh, And you're not gonna believe it until it happens and something that's been brought up in the discord is like someone asking like oh, why did this stock go down, but um, uh, They killed earnings and all this stuff and then you know, I would typically say, you know, earnings are dangerous earnings are binary um and all the oogla boogla stuff that I would mention on the podcast here. But w- one of the good points that I think I made that really clicked is that like earnings and beating earnings is now an ex- expectation. It's no longer uh, something special, right? So once once this is once this type of ideology is like baked into the market, it's going to be hard justifying uh, staying into, um, a growth stock, right? Like, if you don't beat expectations, then you know, why has this growth stock gained so much value of this premium uh, over time? Like, it, it's not justified. So, you're going to have a, a sharp pullback because a lot of people are buying into the expectation of a strong user base growing or a strong subscription number growing. Like all of these things and all these ideas are relatively new. Like SaaS companies, software as a service companies, um, are new. Like Datadog, we're talking about Snowflake, um, Twitter, right? Like, like daily active users. Like this, these weren't things in the past. Uh, as, <laughs> it hears me like pretending like I'm a boomer. <laughs> like no, like. I understand that just the stock market in general was different before, and now like a P and E or price to earnings ratio, uh, greater than fifty is like totally normal. Like even triple digit P and E ratios are okay, and that's totally fine. And but some people get stuck in you know thinking about the past and not changing how their thesis works. But there's a part of me that also takes a look at that statement and says like, okay, maybe, you know, I need cool-off. Maybe this is just you know me being part of the bubble and talking like the bubble, right? So stock market could crash, stock market could keep going up. I don't know. I'm just making sure my max loss is accounted for. I'm making sure that I have fun trading. I'm making sure that my work life slash trading life is balanced. Just figuring out everything that I want in my life day by day Um, what else yeah earnings super dangerous but they're super fun Um, and uh, yeah take the gains off the table when you get them Uh, because again you do have the choice to reinvest whatever you take off the table sure you might be missing out on if it gaps up just a little bit more you might be missing out on like a hundred dollars two hundred dollars three hundred dollars which who knows to you it might sound a lot depending on where you are in your life maybe if you're a college student that sounds like a lot and you can use that but you have to you also have to think when you are you know not as fortunate as others you need to manage your losers way more carefully than the wealthier one and you know anyone can listen to that specific blip And reverse that on me and say, oh, well, Judy, I think if you have millions of dollars, you need to be able to protect them more. I'm not ah, not talking about them right now, bro. I'm not talking about them right now. I'm talking about the college student that's like super motivated, that is super driven to trade in the market. And she can't afford to work right like if you work then you have less time to study you have also just a lot of other things you'd rather be doing and so if maybe you do work over the summer you save up all this money you don't have money to reload like a wealthy person would Um, and you know I would say college is one of the most transformative times of your youth where you get to figure out like what interests you i know i started looking at stocks in college pretty heavily and i got really into i fell in love with it and um you know some people if they blow up in college and they can't reload their portfolio and they don't have the willpower to like learn and stuff then you're kind of out of luck uh and i wouldn't want that to happen to someone that's that could have been someone like me and maybe you know they they get got and they get uh, triggered by a Reddit comment that says, an Ally Savings account is doing better than you. And they create even a better platform than theygame.com And then just try to protect those people. I, I understand a lot of my listeners are college students. So, um, yeah, shout out to you guys and girls for being awesome and, Listening to a podcast about finance in college. I know I wasn't listening to podcasts in college, so like kudos to you. <laughs> I feel like you, you, this every generation gets a little bit more productive, um, but also TikTok is a thing, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I was where I was going with that. Um, wow. Well, what else? Earnings, earnings, earnings. I think that's it. Yeah, maybe. Give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Um, earnings, I talk about taking winners, yeah. Uh, taking losers. I uh, talk about doubling down and not to double down. Keep an earnings play. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, thank you for listening to me um, and listening to this episode. Uh, I am almost done moving, and... Uh, that's it. I'll just see everybody at outro. If you're part of one percent gang, I'll see you there. Otherwise, have an awesome rest of your week. Uh, and then the podcast will resume probably next Saturday. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitch at RealThetaGang. You can follow me on Twitter at and You can email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com. ThetaGang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the ThetaGang referral code is a huge help. That's ThetaGang, one word, all caps. Oh, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, if you have already used the ThetaGang referral code, please email me at Junie at ThetaGang.com so I can help you get squared away with um, the month-long Twitter alerts and uh, the, the cherry emoji flare uh, on the website. Um, there are quite a few people that sign up and use the code, which I would hope to think that they just use it from the kindness of their hearts, which I do appreciate. That's, like, huge. But, like, please feel free to email me at com, and uh, I'll help set up everything for you. I personally do it myself. I don't have, like, some bot that does it. Like, I'm literally the one... That like copy and pastes the emoji into your user account, and I, uh, I am the one that you know accepts you into my Twitter alerts uh, account. Um, it's all me. But don't think like you're bothering me because I absolutely want to do it for you. Uh, just Show a little bit of appreciation back because uh, the podcast, um, the website, like all this, all these cool things that I can do is because of you guys and girls and this it's it feels really good um being able to do all these things and not have to worry about like oh this microphone is too expensive Oh, this webcram shorted my motherboard oh like all like all of these things that have happened in the course of of the podcast just existing or the website existing and it's just it's a huge blessing and i'm super grateful Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read down the list of patrons I wanna give a shout out to Majadir, Justwin, Mike D, Slow Motion, jzn Zn, Malab, Yegmark, Can't Make Money, IRL, B Ride, right, DJ Mac86, O'Near, boop 2865 Mitch Brady Seven, Craig Thomas, DJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Hames, Drevi, Island Bell, Wheat In Mojo, Na Oda, Cheese, Mall 1856, Chai NM, M Hayden, Lil, Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mano Dundum, Ground Pound 85, Gorlami Slami, Leo Jetson, Johnny 5, Fancy Wolf, B Engine, Nate the River, Justin, MurphQ, Wokai, Norfist, Fury. Trader Chicken Dinner Ober Slava Livin Maker Ivan Yerkinov Red Green Blue Roadster 99 Decentress All Work Here Taco Tuesday Options Test Lower Scale to 1986 Razor Reservist digester Your Crispy Coon Hermes Caput Rescue Shifty AG and Ensys 88. Wow. Nice. Oh. We are still sub 40 minutes. That's cool. We're actually sub uh, 35 minutes too. um in terms of new things on my end, uh, you know, just, uh, I'm learning how to play piano now. I'm learning, I'm not like diving straight into a song. I'm like trying to actually learn music theory. So I'm learning my major and minor scales as well as the blue scale. Um, I am learning to grow orchids. Uh, my mom's favorite flower is an orchid and I thought it'd be cool to, share a hobby with her because um, she likes to like collect it, she doesn't even like to collect orchids like people will buy her orchids because that's like her thing like she she likes orchids um and they grow okay at the house but i think me learning more about orchids and then like whenever I go visit her, we could go to farmer's market and I'll, I'll by then I'll know like which orchid is the most healthy one that my mom should get and I could like tell her why and then she could, hopefully she gets hella into it and stuff like, you know, just doing these, these things and also my mom also wanted to play piano when she was younger and um, she would always tell me how like her, like uh, my, my aunts would get piano lessons uh, but my, my family was poor. Uh, And so only some of my aunts can learn how to play piano. And so my mom would, like, have to have my uh, aunts come back from the lesson and then, like, have them teach my mom. But it wouldn't be, like, substantial because they were just kids, right? Like, kids teaching kids. And so um, getting good enough at piano uh, and then I can, you know, maybe get my mom interested in playing piano. My mom is just st- stuck right now. Um, it's it's tricky because she doesn't have that many friends or she doesn't have friends in general. And all she has is my dad. And um, she's depressed, right? She's depressed and she has a, a multitude of other health issues that like only make her depression worse. And um, just finding things that can, you know, help find, help my mom find the spark to, like, finding things to help my mom be happy is, like, super important. And, oh, my God. it It is just so it is it is so crazy like my mom my mom is my mom was everything to me like my mom i know my mom would die for me for sure like there's no doubt about it like if i needed her heart if i needed if i needed anything from my mama she she she'd give it to me and it it dude i don't know if any of you guys and girls have to do, ever deal with anyone that deals with depression but the, it is it is so difficult like you don't just tell them like oh you know you, you're so you should be grateful for all the things you do have you have a house you ha- you You are relatively young you have your whole life ahead of you that's not what a depressed person wants to hear that's like especially what I didn't want to hear when I was like going through you know my my episodes and stuff so you know my mom being clinically diagnosed with depression has to be like way worse than mine right I, I think I've talked about that where I feel like I'm not depressed by a very s- sad moment. Um, and so, you know, being with my mom for like the last month has been really challenging because there are, there are days where it's like, oh my God, I wish you can just appreciate life for like a few seconds. And you, I'll catch myself getting upset and then uh, it, it it just takes me a while just to like like, just sit there, like, I'm, I won't, I'm, I don't walk out of the room, and that's the thing, it's, like, it's, like, all these mental challenges and hurdles that you have to go through to not make the situation worse, like, I don't want my mom to think, like, oh, I'm getting annoyed at her, so I have to, like, think, and I have to do all these things where I'm just, like, thinking inside my head and trying to think of what the best thing to say is, or sometimes it's saying nothing at all, like, these, these are the things that I'm learning, like, it's, it's, it's so good, because, seeing my and it's almost messed up to say it's like seeing my mom super sad has made me so grateful for what i have down here when i'm down here in socal my life is perfect i have nothing to complain about i wouldn't if you ever catch me complain about something like i don't know i need a reality check because i have it pretty dang good down here And a lot of that is because of my my upbringing. My mom raised me really well and I'm just returning the favor. That's that's all it is. Um, So yeah, uh, learning how to grow orchids or raise orchids, take care of orchids. That's my newest hobby. Um, Playing piano, newest hobby. Um, Still gonna be playing guitar. Still gonna be um, looking at magic cards, playing magic. Still gonna be, you know, fixing my own electronics, you know, all these things I've learned during quarantine, I'm going to keep doing, um, what's another skateboarding, dude, I'm actually one of the main things that I get excited for about going back home is actually skateboarding. Like I feel like every time I go home, I get a lot better because I, I go to a skate park like every day when I'm back at home and it's just like the coolest thing ever because, um, It's like there's only high school kids there now. There used to be like college students and stuff, but I think Marina just got a little bit too like suburbanized. And so now it's just kids there. It's not like this grungy town that's in the middle of nowhere where like college students go for a skate park. It's just like an actual skate park now where like kids go to. Um, And it's just super crazy. Like skater cultures, like dude, age doesn't matter. Like if you do something cool, like everyone like taps their board on the ground or like gives you dabs because it's like sick but like also like there are, there are times where you might not even do something like super hard but they know it's super hard for you and so like that type of environment is what my mom needs right like and that's the same thing in jujitsu like people you you can roll with someone and you know someone will mob on you all day like you'll get wrecked but then you know at the end of the day there are people cheering you on no matter how well you do because you gave it your all like there's there's nothing more that you could you could done you left it all out on the mat and you tried your best and it was like you going a hundred percent and you feel great after it because no matter even if you lost like you gave it your all there's not a lot of opportunities in life where you give it your all like that, if you really think about it, right? Like how many times have you started running and then you started walking, right? Because you got tired. That, that, I'm not, I'm not clowning on you for that. It's just that's a that's a thing that happens. Or like um, another thing where you pick up a new hobby and you just let it go because you know no one's forcing you to do it. It's just something you don't have to do. But when you're in jujitsu, and you're in a competition. <laughs> And I guess you don't know, really need me a competition that you could just be rolling on an open mat or something that you have friends cheering you on. But I'm talking about in my anecdotal experience, when I go into a competition, dude, all bets are off. I'm going all in. I'm leaving all on the mat. If I'm not breathing, like I'm about to cry, like at the end of it, then um, I didn't do my best. And so I definitely do my best. Uh, when I'm in those scenarios and the community is super dope and skating community is super dope Um, yeah yeah just hobbies man like you you need hobbies when when you're older Um, if you know you raise kids and you're all about raising kids uh, that's your life you know my mom tells me all the time that I am her life and I believe that, like, I know my mom loves me dearly, and, you know, if I'm not at home, things just get a little bit worse. But I'm trying to also detach myself from the idea, because I think that's a toxic way for me to view it, because then um, I start feeling bad, and I, but I shouldn't feel bad, because I should be allowed to live my life. But then, you know, not, you know, exile my mom from existence is also, like, a good thing, because, you know, you gotta take care of your parents, and but who says you gotta take care of your parents, but I wanna take care of my parents, right? Like, there's 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 layers to this thing, right? Like, and I'm just trying to be mindful of all the different layers is kinda tricky. But, you know, as as I return home, as I see all my jiu-jitsu friends again, as I see all my, you know, regular friends again, everyone's always like, okay, how's your mom? And I just say, one day at a time. And so, um, you know if you're going through anything tough uh, you know I think it's a blessing that you're able to listen to now approaching a 45-minute podcast <laughs> and um, just whatever you're doing right now if you're working and listening then you know whatever you continue to work if you're biking uh, that's cool too but like just imagine whatever you're doing right now you're, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're you're outside just sitting in the grass. That is sick. That is so sick. You, you can just chill. Let's do a podcast. You got some worries, but you ain't worried about those worries right now. You're just kind of vibing. And I think that's super cool. A lot of people need to take time and do that. But some people get lost in work. I know I can get lost in work sometimes, especially with dating-related stuff. But uh, just... Learning day by day how to check out better how to um, you know take more time for myself and um, just understanding like what makes me happy um, and how to just navigate just like life in general right like, I've never had to deal with uh, like family issues like this before because I feel like most people don't and if they do, they only experience it once. You only get parents once, and I'm fortunate enough to have parents that I call parents. I know some people are saying like, "Wow, you're so lucky that you even have a depressed mom. At least you have a mom." And you know, if you're if you think that, then you know, like, I'm sorry, right? Like, I, I'm sorry that um, you know that you don't have a mom. Or that you don't have someone to call your mom, that you feel proud enough to call your mom. Like I, I'm deeply sorry, but this is just one of those. This this is just one of those moments in the like the, like the podcast where I try to reach out to the people that I I've gotten it before. Like I remember joking around where like I'd be talking in this one percent section, um, and I would be talking about like r- like random life stuff, and I'd be I'd say. You know that, and then I'd say I'd say something about like, oh, you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't a finance person, right? Because you would listen to this podcast for the finance stuff first. But then I get emails talking about like um, that they were recommended this to a friend, um, and never got into stocks or options, but they just listened to this anyway because they say that they this is this quoted like this is not me just like like hyping myself up they say that they like my outlook on life and they like uh my energy right and that's like a compliment that i usually get in person too it's like that's that's usually what people say about me is like i'm i'm very positive um yeah i mean it's good to be positive And being positive will be more helpful to you uh, in the long run, especially for your mindset and when things get hard. Um, But with all that said, welcome and thank you for attending my 1% therapy session. I hope this gives you... uh, I hope this lets you know that there are people out there that... Might look one hundred percent okay that and that you could compare them to how I portray myself either on Twitter or on Instagram or uh, just this podcast. Like there's some people that don't, just don't even listen this far, right? They they tune out at the outro. Um, and you know, as I'm talking in the middle of the podcast or on Twitter and Instagram, everyone is going through something. And this is just one of the rare instances where, you know, not that many people listen to the podcast. So you're just definitely getting an insight into some random person's life, my life, um, because I feel comfortable talking about it. I feel like it's healthy for me to talk, talk about it. Um, and if it helps someone be more inspired to open up, uh, then I'm all for it. If it inspires people to... Be more grateful for a few things i'm about it if it inspires some people to start picking up hobbies of their own and you know find a way to make themselves happy i'm all about it um and you know just one last note this is i, I swear i'll let you guys and girls go i imagine one day i'll be able to exit the game i don't know where it'll be Maybe it's like some lump sum of money. I sell it to an investor or I, you know, I stay with it. I get like a huge lump sum and I continue to work for the company and I do whatever. But when I am 50, 55, 60, I'm, I'm going to probably dedicate my life towards like something with the environment and just making the earth basically last longer. Like solar, I'm talking about like. Um, just like carbon energy, or just like you know being neutral on you know carbon, um, just like all this stuff that I feel like would be more fulfilling to me as a whole, because I could take this energy that I have, I could take this outlook that I have on the world, and apply it to any hobby. I don't think it's going to be most fruitful, and it's not exactly what I want to be known for uh, when I die. And I, who knows, maybe I die tomorrow and this is what I get to be known for. And that's just the end of it. You know, He called my name and then boom, I'm no longer here. But assuming that I get to live long enough to be 55 or 60, it would be pretty awesome if I contribute something to society where the earth lasts longer or uh, something about humanity is just better because of me. And this is just a stepping stone because I know I've already touched a few people Um, you know talking about my mom or talking about just like you know what I do on an everyday basis or how I approach problems or you know how I engage with the audience and stuff but there's there's one more level above this and I'm still striving to be at that level and that's why I'm still taking the time to learn all I can about all these different things like piano orchids or you know continuing to excel in my career right like I work a 9 to 5 job for as a software engineer but You know, having Data Gang and working on Data Gang all the time, too, is allowing me to get so good at programming because I do this stuff all day and all night because it's fun. I genuinely like it. And having that ability and that excuse and that motivation and that drive to work on Data Gang on top of my nine to five job where I also do software engineering is pushing me to the next level, right? I consider myself above average. Uh, as an engineer, when it comes to making uh, architectural decisions or the very difficult soft skills types of decisions, I'm talking about like firing, I'm talking about hiring, I'm talking about um, like uh, making th- the hard architectural decisions that one that might hurt feelings and the other one that's just better, and the, the other one that's like, you know, this person's, you know, bringing up too many bad ideas and handling that. There's so many things that i'm able to just <laughs> be grateful for for working on beta game and um yeah just slowly getting better day by day taking things day by day Whew, that's it see i told you whenever i say like i'm gonna shoot for the shortest episode ever it turns out to be pretty long but i <laughs> I don't know what people are going to think. We're going to head into this episode technically ends at the 30 minute mark and then what people are going to not listen to the outro but know that the episode is like what now? (laughs) 52 minutes long. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, again, uh, I will be recording the next episode next Saturday probably and that's going to be the 8th of May. So uh, if, you know, you want you can go and check out the twitch live stream uh on the 4th may 4th uh at 6 p.m pacific time and i can see you there otherwise i'll see everybody on the next podcast episode on may 8th thank you and have an awesome week bye